I don't like this team shit. I think we all no. know that it's unhealthy. So any identity that's going to make people be like, oh, okay, I know what team you're on. You know, like, eh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's it 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 uh, it calls to our tribal nature to, yeah. to kind of identify with and you know put you the know, colors I, on for our yeah. tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, it might be unhealthy, but I think I think our psyches are kind of drawn toward it. Why are yeah. that way? Yeah. yeah, except for some of, and that's the other thing. I think maybe there are those of us. A lot of people have a temperament to be more like tribal and pick a side. And those of us who are um, what we're not allowed to call two spirit, <laughs> would, like we are just in this place where it's like, uh, I don't know. I feel very in the middle. I feel very fluid. So let me help you guys understand each other. Let me help you guys broker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I see everyone's point. Yep. So <laughs> let's just. Yep. Norman, your comedian and podcaster, friend and host of Wrong Questions Only, the podcast you're listening to, the politically non-binary culture peace podcast where we're solving one culture war at a time, season one, gender. This is the second half of my conversation with Aaron Terrell, a female to man trans dude who I'm, I met, whom I met on Twitter uh, last year. If you haven't listened to the first half of our conversation, I would recommend going and doing that. The conversation was wonderful start to finish just funny and uh, insightful and provocative i enjoyed recording it and i think you'll enjoy listening to all of it in this half of the conversation we talk a lot about uh, non-binary conservatives which i just want to say i'm not actually conservative um i am conservative compared to some people i am liberal compared to some people i've taken a little you know quizzes before and i'm definitely on the liberal side of things, but also I just don't even see these terms as particularly applicable to me, just as I don't really see uh, all the gender terms are both applicable and not to me. And the same is true for the political terms. So I'm just, uh, I toy around in this podcast with calling myself a conservative, but um, that's because I feel totally able to call myself all kinds of uh, label words. Other things that we talk about in this episode are finding uh, gender information on YouTube, some stuff about informed consent. We talked a fair amount about medical trade-offs um, and medicalization in general and potential backlash from how things have been handled and just the different genital options that people have. Whether We were mostly talking about trans dude genital options, a little bit in there about trans chick options as well. Um, and we talked about Reddit and the Reddit purges of 2020. And of course, a lot more. I think you're going to love it. It is, it is very much a choice that I made. Like, I don't think that anybody um, you know, was, was ever supposed to transition. It's like, a, it's a choice you make for a variety of reasons. Um, but I don't, I don't know what that, I think, so, so I always wished I was a lesbian. So it could be, that could be a major factor is that, yeah. I, you know, is that I, I had that, that's, I, I guess that is the, the major piece here is that I had, uh, just, just really terrible dysphoria about my mm -hmm. body. And, uh, so I wished I was a lesbian. Um, but, but I, but I just, I, I honestly, I found the idea of lesbianism disgusting, but I, but it was, but it was like, I, uh, I should have been that, you know, because yeah. then, then it wouldn't, then You're my, just my masculinity and my, my presentation would make Sour much grapes. more sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But then I'd have turned myself into a man to actually enjoy women. So <laughs> but, Sour uh, grapes might be a good euphemism yeah. for pussy for at least for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, start yeah. calling it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. So that, yeah, that because that is a fascinating part that you were, um, because it's the dysphoria, right? And that's yeah. that was the story for a long time in the trans world is like, okay, yeah, people are either male or female, but some people have this strong, strong dysphoria where they really can't stand being their body, they really want the world to see them in this way, they really like, um, 
you know, like we'll, we'll be so much happier and, you know, less likely to kill themselves and everything. Like if they can transition physically so that people in society take them more seriously as the gender that they uh, see themselves as so that they can see, take themselves seriously when they look at their bodies and faces as that gender, because we all at least were so mad. I mean, people are loosening up a little bit now, but people, we were so like strongly attached to this idea that like, this is what men are and what they look like. This is what women are and what they look like. Um, so I, I do wonder if the dysphoria will just like slow down and fade away as we become a more like gender expansive culture, you know, but, but for, for so long it was, okay, so you have this dysphoria. And so the medical treatment for that, because, because it's so immiserating is that we're going to give cross-sex hormones and, or eventually maybe surgeries to help you to see yourself in a way that you like to help other people see you in the way you like. And then it wasn't until like 2016, 2017 that the story started really changing to be like, well, no people are really female or really male. Like that, not just trans women are women, but like trans women are female, which is, that's one of those things where you, where you hear, where you go, um, like, and I, and I was talking to a trans woman uh, on Twitter at some point before I decided she was more obnoxious than I could handle, but like, she was really smart and interesting. But one of the things that she said was that she believes that she actually is intersex. Something I wanted to circle back to that. She's like, not, I, and I'm like, I don't think she's gotten uh, her hormones tested. And I don't even think she means that she might probably not be X, Y, although you do hear that from some people that were like, so many of us more aren't exactly XX or XY than we think. And, and I'm like, well, if that's true, like, should we study that? Like, I want to know if, if that's for real, that it's not like 99.8% of us who are actually XX or XY, we should probably figure that out. But, um, but she was saying that she believes that like trans people have an intersex condition. It's basically like some, somewhere in your brain, your intersex is the best way that she could conceive of it. So I'm like, well, I mean, maybe, and maybe that's what it leads to the dysphoria in a culture. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. No, I really don't think so. I, that, that's a story I told myself too. It's like uh, for a while, it's like, oh, I feel this way because I'm intersex. Like there's got to be something developmentally. And because it's, it's one of those things where we want uh, as, as uh, to, to quote Douglas Murray, which I hate to do is that it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a, um, a software issue. We, we want it to be a hardware issue because then it's, it's out of our hands. Like this was always yeah. pre, this was predestined. It's out of my control. Well, and, um, we can always comfort ourselves with the reality that we may not have any free will at all. So there's no right. difference between right. hardware true. and software issues. <laughs> That's you so know? true. Yep, yep. If you need, to, if you I'd need to, more in that direction, if you need yeah. to wipe your hands clean, <laughs> uh, just yep. go with the Sam Harris model. Yep. yep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I think uh, one thing that I think is that uh, dysphoria is is much more closely linked to sexuality and sexual orientation in males over females. Uh, okay. So this is one of my uh, my controversial opinions: is that most most trans women are heterosexual, right? They're they're attracted to women, but they're they're mostly attracted to the idea of themselves as women. Um, and so you're going the autogynephilic. Yes, route indeed. With yes. That. Yeah, when you yes. say most, what do you, what would you say the percentage is? Probably at least at least seventy to eighty percent. You think seventy to eighty percent of the people who currently identify as trans women are actually more in the like I'm attracted to the idea of being a female yes. than yes, okay, yes, yeah. Because I, I think say that Ray Blanchard all... had it the other way, right? I feel like he was like most of them are like really. Uh, you well, know, that would have been the case in a much more homophobic time. Yeah. yeah. And and in a time where we celebrate all things trans and condemn yeah. all things man. Right. I mean, of course, people are going to be the more incentives to be have like, changed. They I mean, haven't changed dramatically. That's why yeah. I've been that's why I've been a little bit cynical about this whole, whole thing the whole time. I mean, mostly kind of watching and going like, all right, what's going to happen in here? I'm, I'm studying. I'm learning. I'm trying to like figure out what's really going on, what my opinion should be as someone who is going to be talking publicly on stage and in podcasts about this kind of stuff. But I'm like. Well, guys, it's like I would make jokes years ago about how I don't want to start identifying as a man. I'm trying to get on a sinking ship right now. I would go from being seen as a lesbian and a woman to a straight white man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. You, just, you just throw away all the social credibility. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like in this time where we're like, yeah. men are trash, you know, yeah. like, yeah. It's, you know, it's one thing if you are of color, but then if you're European heritage, like, Hell no, I'm not no. trying to, I'm like, good for you for doing it. 
Um, but for me, it's like, and again, I'm in the entertainment business. So it's me. I'm like, this is very much like, but of course I could totally leverage being trans. Like, and if I wanted to present myself as trans non-binary and whatever, but I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really want to start my, uh, you know, even with the pronouns, when people are like, what pronouns do you? And I'm like, I, you know, if you can't avoid pronouns, just she, her is fine, dude, because I don't want people like hard they theming me unless they're they theming everyone on the show which is great if they do that um but i want people hard they theming me or tripping because it'll be like oh this next comic she i mean they oh. yeah 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 yeah, yeah and i'm like yeah. i never asked for that i've ne never asked anyone right. to call me they please but and i'm like because that it would be tantamount at least at this point in our culture it would be tantamount to me declaring a loyalty oath to the democrats yeah. <laughs> I'm, that's not how i'm trying to start there's going right, to be yeah, other types yeah. of people in the audience and I want to be like able to relate to them and have them kind of keep them guessing and have them see me in a way where I can like have a conversation with them. And so if I come out with that, I'm like, there, it's like there are no non-binary conservatives yet. <laughs> so until so we, funny. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Until we have that going on, you know, yeah, we have Caitlyn Jenner for the yeah. trans. We have a few trans conservatives, but until we yeah. have non-binary. No yep. Yeah, um, that's it's. And so it does seem well, it's kind of like how a bunch of chicks who are either bi or like historically straight, but theoretically are attracted to women um, would call themselves queer. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember this yeah. happening in like kind of 2015, 2016, 20, yeah. so there was this period where I started getting cynical about the fact that all these chicks were calling themselves queer, even though I'm like, have you ever dated a woman? They're like, no, but I'm like, whatever. And now they date trans women. So they're very queer, <laughs> but, but it was like, I realized like, oh, the word queer is a way to be uh, vague about your gender and sexuality, but specific about your politics. So if anyone is like queer, non-binary, whatever, and is conservative, like maybe that could make space for me to be like, okay, I guess, because I'm, I'm like, obviously I am non-binary, whatever, you know, I like to call myself demi-binary. <laughs> I'm both, I'm both yeah. binary and non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're non-binary within the non-binary, binary, binary. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a non-non-non-binary. I don't know if you've kept up with all that. <laughs> No, I'm a seventh wave feminist and I'm a-a-a-a <laughs> non-demi-binary. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know. Is it cool if I pause real quick? Oh, sure. Awesome. Do we need to keep talking about whatever it is we were just talking about or should we get back to your transition timeline? The remember. Republican NBs. Oh, Republican NBs. I mean, I do kind of want to go on tour with one of my dude friends who I love and like call ourselves because we're both poly too. I mean, like we can call ourselves. We, can, I mean, he's like a dude, but also like I think we're all non-binary. And so I'm like, sure. we could I think if we marketed ourselves as like a polyamorous non-binary conservative duo, <laughs> it would actually be pretty fun. <laughs> I would see that. I would go see that. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, awesome. So I guess I am the first conservative non-binary person, but I just don't like to identify as things. Okay. You know, it's, uh, it can get in the way with me identifying with everything. Yeah. Yep. So, but I like all the flags. I like so many of them are so fucking pleasing. Like they would make great sweaters and whatnot. And I like, I really do want to get little stickers or magnets for the back of my van. That's like, all all kinds of different identities because now especially on gender wiki there's like a billion <laughs> different identities and i'm like i identify as like a lot of them I'm, i read them and i start making fun of them but then i'm like well that's also oh, me, that's me. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean yep. it doesn't not apply yep. <laughs> but yep. just like a bunch of those and also like america and texas and even some of the ones that are like supporting because they have not just like the thin blue line ones and the thin red line but they also have like supporting forestry workers and like, <laughs> security people yeah. whatever yeah. like you see yeah. all kinds of stuff like so you know uh, but that is my thing like I don't want to cut off myself I, I don't like this team shit I think we all no. know that it's unhealthy so any identity that's going to make people be like oh okay I know what team you're on you know like eh. yeah 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 I think I think it's it it it, uh, it calls to our tribal nature to, yeah. to kind of identify with and you know Put you know, the colors I, on for our yeah, tribe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it might be unhealthy, but I think, I think our psyches are kind of drawn toward it. Why are yeah. that way? Yeah. yeah. Except for some of, and that's the other thing. I think maybe there are those of us, a lot of people have a temperament to be more like tribal and pick a side. And those of us who are um, what we're not allowed to call two spirit <laughs> would like, we are just in this place where it's like, uh, I don't know. I feel very in the middle. I feel very fluid. So let me help you guys understand each other. Let me help you guys broker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I see everyone's point. Yep. So <laughs> let's just, yep. yeah. Uh, okay, so your your transition timeline, you have dysphoria. You have a lot of dysphoria as a kid. It's affecting your sexuality to the point where you default to dating men, um, which you're fine with. But then once you discover, how did you kind of discover, is it Tumblr, YouTube? What got you into that? Or was it just college? I don't remember. Um, no, it wasn't. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm wondering. I was, I was basically... Um, spending a lot of time online where I was on like forums and stuff as, as a man, right? Mm. Like I, I, you know, um, and so because I could be male there, I was gravitated a lot towards, uh, the internet and then my kind of persona there. I don't remember where it was that I first, I think it wasn't Tumblr because I remember finding Tumblr, um, after you found gender. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gender, I, gender I, led you to Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah, Often yeah. It happens the other way, but sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I found, you know, obviously a bunch of uh, uh, transition accounts there on Tumblr and got tucked in there. Uh, but <laughs> I, I was in my, I, yeah, I was 26 at the time. So it wasn't like um, I was, I mean, we're all still susceptible to kind of like external influences but you your know, brain had age. finished right. my, myelinating yeah. and things yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah but I, yeah so i don't remember where i first got got to it but then but then obviously there was youtube and then there were uh, all the all the resources um so uh, i remember trans bucket being a big uh, a big deal at the time trans bucket it's basically like a just a database it's like a it's a website that's very poorly designed but it has it basically just where all everybody's just like pooling resources and pooling um, like um, uh, pictures of surgeries and uh, surgeons names, therapist names, like based in like, like where, how to contact these people. And so it was very much, it was very uh, focused on like, like just researching where, where you can access this stuff yourself and less and less um, it was, there were actually at the time there was, I don't know if you know him, uh, chase something strange uh, of no no, oh. no 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 this uh it's actually also a trans guy named chase uh Canadian it's, a, it's guy. a popular trans name I yeah think, yeah it? yeah so he was doing youtube videos that were quite uh quite entertaining um but it was but it was before like the real big um the, the big the boom the boom yeah um <clears throat> but yeah so i just remember it being very much like um yeah, yeah. Focused on on how you access this yourself, and I I eventually went. I just went to my doctor and said, "Hey, this is how I've always felt. I heard that this is a, a thing. I would like to start uh, taking testosterone." Yeah. Um, and uh, she was like, um, "Well, I don't think you need therapy for this because I, I don't have a mental health uh, any any diagnosis comorbidities." Yeah. yeah, yeah, nothing like that. And so she was like, "I, you know, I believe you. I take, you know, I think I think that's probably the best decision uh, as well." She's like, um, "You." Uh, let me give you the name of this this endocrinologist uh, down in Seattle who doesn't require a therapist letter uh, for HRT. So I go down to see him. And in Washington State, there weren't any laws at the time of like, yeah, you need three letters from nope. a therapist. No, not a nope. lot of gatekeeping. No, uh, uh, I was just right at the beginning of the yeah. informed consent WPAS gotcha. stuff. Yep. Yep. And so I went. I saw him and uh, I was like, yeah, I'm uh, here because I understand you don't require a, a, a letter to start uh, therapy. He's like, no, I absolutely or to start testosterone. I was like, no, I absolutely do, but um, let's let's have a conversation. So he asked me some questions, like 15 minutes of asking me questions. And he's like, yeah, I think I think this is totally uh, legit for you. And so I got I got the uh, I got my first testosterone injection that day. Um, yeah. which was how do you think, I was do you think that's, moon about do you think that was a good no. process for you? Do you think it's like are people letting other people too quick is, is it just because they could tell with you that you seemed sane and like sure like yeah, like do you I, think that they were that fast with everyone or No, th- so 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 no I well I don't think it's responsible either way, but I don't um I mean I'm glad it worked for me that way, but <laughs> yeah. but large scale I don't think it's 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 responsible. Um uh so no, for most people if they do have and oftentimes the gender dysphoria does uh depression or anxiety very often precede uh, dysphoria. And so um, I, I think in, we need to address what those things are. So I'm going to answer this in a much bigger way than the question actually is, is because I think dysphoria is a different thing for virtually everybody and it comes from a mm. different source. And we need to find out what that is. So I think 
and again, this is one of my, my controversial opinions here, is I think most cases of, of female dysphoria can be treated with cognitive therapies. I, okay. think, I think it's usually a manifestation of anxiety mm-hmm. or and oftentimes PTSD. Yeah, there's PTSD for 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 uh, vagina people, for AFABs, whatever. Like, there's so much in our culture that's like sexist and misogynistic. There's so much attention to bodies that's some somewhat yep. uh, biological and somewhat cultural. Just um, there's well a lot cultural about like how women's bodies are presented, what kinds of bodies you do and don't see represented at all. Because you can watch tons of movies and porn even, and like picture and like never see your type of boobs. <laughs> represented ever <laughs> like American beauty was the first time where I was like, Oh, look, they're showing like two different kinds of boobs. Like they're showing the kind of boob that like, normally they just show the what tear shaped, like small nipple, whatever. Those are like right, the only top, ones yeah, we yeah. like literally ever see represented. Like it, at least with porn, you can, if you look for a while, you can start to find some other thing, but otherwise like there's so many reasons. And then depending on your culture, like, right. You know, when we were growing up, especially it was like, you had to be, so real thin, you know, whoever that was for. And there's, there's still some of that, even though we're all like, uh, we like big butts and we cannot right, like, come on right. guys. Didn't we figure this out? Like get some fat. Yeah. You look infertile. What's going on? Um, but, but yeah, so there's so much scrutiny to women's bodies. There's, and then a lot of us, you know, if you get molested or <laughs> kind of molested yeah. or whatever it is, like, there's a lot of reasons why. Or even I, just I, enough unwanted attention, you know, yeah. can cause anybody to be like, wow, I could kind of, I could kind of opt out of this. Couldn't I, you yeah, know, and then you're bleeding and you're cramping and yeah. you're, you, you know, like there's a lot of reasons why uh, female puberty and it's happening uh, earlier than men's. And there's just th- these changes where you could see why we, yeah, we want to make sure, because that's something I've wondered about for a long time. Like, do I, is this, I don't really like my boobs. Right. But it's like, is that body dysmorphia or gender dysphoria? I, the line between those things seems really thin to me. It is, if, yeah. if it exists at all in my case, like I, you know, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, so I could see how, especially nowadays when the gender stuff is so in the air and, and like available for you to, to hear about, like if it had been an option when, I, I mean, this is one of those things you hear a lot of people my age and older say, but if it had been like this option that was around when I was younger, I very easily could see myself having gone uh-huh. down the route. In fact, it's hard to imagine that I wouldn't have gone right. down the route of being like, I got to chop these boobs off if, and like, I want to take testosterone except yeah. my dad's bald. So I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm not, <laughs> I'd have to take low T. I could do that. Like a low T thing, but I'm like, I have enough facial hair already, dude, just from <laughs> my God given. I because okay. I, just to like gossip. I, when I did date the trans boy, he was like four to seven months on T when we were dating. And throughout the whole thing, I was like, when is your testosterone going to get higher than mine? (laughs) Because (laughs) I'm like, uh, my, my body hair and everything patterns are like still way more male than yours. And you know, when we would go to the gay club together, cause he was like, you know, we're gay boys. He, you know, he thought of me like, cause he thought of himself as gay boy. He he was one of the lesbian to, to gay man track. Um, but mostly dating trans boys, but also, but also some cis men, you know, at this point, um, well, he, I think he'd been straight, then bi, then lesbian, then trans boy, okay. 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 trans gay boy. But so he wanted to conceive of me that way. And I was like, that's cool. This is fun. You know, because when I met him, I was like, oh, he started hitting on me after a show. And, and, and I was like, oh, cute. It's one of the boy lesbians, one of those little boy ones, you know, and because in my mind, like I was just getting off of my second marriage and I was like, I'm going to be Polly now. And like I was dating people and whatever. And so I hadn't really as much opened myself up to the little boy ones before because I'm like more into yeah, no offense to you, trans, the little boy one because they are usually so short and don't you, don't you think there should be a trans boy band or it's like but, I think it looked like the Shire yeah <laughs> You know, with camera angles, you can make them look however you want. If they're all the same height, but um, but yeah, they have one that happens to be like five nine, and then the others are all five two. <laughs> so anyway, but in my conception of things, I'm like, yeah, I've always known there were the boy ones and the girl ones. Like, you know, these are all crude, you know. And I'm like, I've always thought of myself as like, yeah, I'm I'm basically one of the boy ones, kind of maybe not as hard boy as some of y'all, but like, so, and that was part of what I thought I didn't want to date the boy ones. Cause I was like, well, what are, what are two of us boy ones supposed to do together? You know, like, <laughs> I've, 
you obviously a short hair and long hair goes together <laughs> or you can have the two medium hairs they belong that compliments but so heteronormative yeah right <laughs> i was raised mormon no but you know but it also just made sense to me i'm like that's what seems to be until they get older and then you see the lesbians who were both short hairs holding hands and you're like all right well i don't know your hormone levels even down or something i mean i just hold myself open to a lot of possibilities but i I saw like, okay, it's one of the trans or one of the little, one of the little boy lesbians. And then he, we're talking. And after a few minutes, he's like, oh no, I'm, I'm a boy. I'm a trans boy. I'm like, he probably said, man, I don't know, but <laughs> probably said guy. <laughs> uh, I, I'm hoping but, if he's over the age of like 16. <laughs> no, I was, I was like, let me date one of these puberty block ones. No, um, yeah. No. Well, that that's the other fun thing about dating, you know, a trans dude who is like newly on T though. It's like, well, okay, he's 27, but I'm literally, I'm dating a teenage boy. This right, is right, uh, right. wild. I guess I'm at my sexual peak uh, and I'm dating a horny little boy. That's fine. <laughs> what i was into him uh, for is uh, like you want to uh, fuck uh, all night okay great that's fine <laughs> whatever <laughs> but, um but yeah so i'm like the, to me when he said oh i'm a guy i mean it's also like oh that's fun what an adventure like let's do this but it's like yeah like i already knew you were one of the boy ones <laughs> i mean so when i conceive of this i'm like didn't we all already kind of have some of that understanding of like that you, but, but there is a difference once you start taking the hormones. Um, and then like, and that's something we have now, like the freedom and the technology to start playing around with. I mean, y'all are also all still kind of getting pigs and thank you. Thanks for by the way, <laughs> donating your life to science. Oh, I think this thing is all going to be going to be put to a grinding halt here very yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this is the early stages. I think this is uh, this is the crescendo before yeah. uh, before a massive backlash going. What yeah, the fuck? But Did I we mean, Frankenstein people for twenty years, <laughs> right? But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, but y'all still are like letting us do science on you. So that's yeah. tight. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. That's true. That's yeah. One of the things I started doing in my stand up when I I will talk about a lot of these controversial kind of things, but then I'm like, round of applause for all the trans people for giving their bodies up to science. <laughs> Thanks, because uh, it could be that in a hundred years you say that this isn't, but it could be that in a hundred years our technology is so good that we're able to be like, uh, hey, five hundred dollars, go switch your sex. You can go back and forth. You know what I mean? Like we might get to a point where it's like, oh, everyone changes gender. We what? Right. what fucking weirdo wouldn't change. We gender? are clownfish. Yeah, we are clownfish. <laughs> we can be. We can make ourselves into that. Like we don't really know. It could be that there's a backlash, but then we also are like, wait, we could all be trans, trans, trans. I mean. I don't really know. I think that there will be a backlash in the sense of like some of the, I think there've been some missteps, um, some, some moral uh, blind spots and whatnot yeah. that, that, that we're going to have to iron out that we've been kind of like using very simplistic heuristics of, well, if these people are oppressed, then we should do whatever they want kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. we're going to rethink here. I think yeah. we are rethinking. Right we got to, we get a chance to do gay over. Let's get it. Um, okay, so then you were taking uh, testosterone, and have you done any other things besides testosterone? Oh, yeah. So uh, then in 2013, 14, 2014, yeah, so I started taking testosterone in 2011, 2014, I had top surgery, mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, then I, I, I cut it off at that point. I mean, I always planned- <laughs> If you will. The plan- the Cut it uh, off. Didn't yeah. sew anything on. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pun completely unintended. Uh -huh. well, well done me. Um, no, but so my, my plan um, was to ultimately get a hysterectomy and then um, uh, get metoidioplasty is where I was, where I was headed. Um, but then I decided um, to um, over the last to go the last, the Buck Angel route and just. Yeah. I mean, I definitely haven't, haven't made peace the way Buck Angel has. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm thinking just for uh, long-term health, uh, I, uh, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like, yeah, that, that I can just, I got a little bit, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just the way I conceptualize it all changed. And I realized that I had, uh, um, yeah, I had not gone down the path of no return at this point. And so, yeah. um, so I definitely don't anticipate, like, I'm not planning on detransitioning whatsoever, but I feel like I've, I've for like, as for, for all intents and purposes, I've kept my body whole in ways that that um, are are um, uh, you, you know necessary for my body to function on its own, right? So for whatever yeah. reason I couldn't access testosterone, my body would could make its own hormones, right? Like, yeah. like so I can I can um, <clears throat> but 
yeah, anyway, so I decided uh, just with all the complications, you know, with, with, with bottom surgery, with all the complications that come from that, the, um, I mean, with, with metoidioplasty, you retain all, um, you know, sexual um, sensation and, and, and function, uh, well, the kind of function I want anyway, you retain, but like there's Will not- Will you explain um, to the listener what metoidioplasty is? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so metoidioplasty is um, a- female to male um, sexual reassignment surgery where they only work with your existing genital tissue. So essentially using the, uh, the uh, elongated or, you know, increased uh, clitoris size to, and then, and then the uh, labia minora to essentially construct a tiny penis essentially um, is what it is. And then, uh, uh, and then, uh, so, that, so that's like the, the minor version. And then you can also get like the labia majora kind of constructed into um, uh, like scrotum to some extent. Um, but it's, that's all would be for a cosmetic person. Oh, and then there's also the, um, the urethra lengthening. So they basically extend the ure- urethra uh, to kind of make it so you can pee, pee like, through yeah, it, yeah, standing yeah, up and all yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, yep, exactly. So, but that's all just working with the existing genital tissue there. And so this then, isn't where, cause there's one where they like take skin from your leg or arm and then yep. they make a, like a longer tube for yep, you. Yep. And then, yeah. And then that's, that's a phalloplasty. Phalloplasty. Yep. And then, but so the last I checked, there's um, versions where they kind of give you something cause, cause in order to get your dick hard, I think they got something now where you may be able to like get your dick hard without a button. But I know for some people, they're giving them kind of a button on their thigh where it's like a kind of a Reebok pumps system. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's actually yeah. uh, the one that I understand is it's not in your thigh. It's actually one of the testicles that they implant. Oh, you squeeze a, your oh, testicle. You, you just, yes. Yeah, That's a better <laughs> idea than a loose button. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So it really is like, yeah, Reebok pumps. I love yep, that. Yep, you're literally I think a lot of men up, would yep. be happier. Just yeah. with that system in general, yeah, or where you have one, one real ball you know? and one ball <laughs> that's a pump. So you're like, yeah, if Safer. you can get it hard, it's kind of like lube. Like, yeah, it's nice if she gets wet, but like, and it's nice if he gets hard for you. But if there's you always a backup, it's a backup where you can pump it up. I think everyone would Plan like B. that. I think we should yep. switch out all of our genitals for transgenitals. You know, I think we would all be, I want to switch mine out for a trans vagina. You know, it's like, I, I want it to be bigger. So, <laughs> but I, but I, I mean, to me, like, I don't understand how any trans person or, you know, anybody like ever pulls the trigger on getting the genitals now as the science currently is. I guess if you're getting older and you're like, let's do it. But I'm like, dude, and first of all, it all depends on the surgeon and how that goes and your own body and what you're working with. But then also like they are going to, the technology is going to keep improving. What if you get this that year's was model? Always- Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was always my, my, uh, I was like, it's only going to get better. If it's going to get cheaper, better. probably. Right. Yeah, I mean, know. I don't know if it's going to be like the iPhone where it also uh-huh. gets more expensive, but then is it going to be like the iPhone where your new vagina isn't compatible with the new dicks? In, or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I have to tell my jokes, but <laughs> oh, they're great. They're great. <laughs> but uh-huh. It is so nice. Cause it's the thing is like some of this stuff I, I love to talk to audiences about on, on stage, but in it, not all audiences, like, could even keep up with all the words like, and things the <laughs> yeah, and then the ones yeah. who do know the words are not necessarily going to have a sense of humor where <laughs> i can say that that's shit. exactly i'm like your the one diagram yeah <laughs> there's a handful of trans men out there yeah. who are yeah y'all should be my audience that's probably yeah. Yeah, the best audience because i'm always afraid though when i do see someone like visibly like trans or non-binary in my audiences where i'm like oh fuck do i need to scrap like all my gender jokes right now like and i never know but then it's like when i get off stage there's this moment where i see some like short hair vagina people and i don't know where they're at you know like how they and then i'm like okay and they're coming up to me and i'm like how's this gonna go but more often than not they're like thank you so much that was like hearing my diary uh, you know read out loud like i didn't know anybody else thought that way you know so it's usually good but i'm still always and queer people like i have a stereotype that like we don't have good senses of humor just like everyone else, but I'm like, it, then it, it it is like, oh, then you meet people and you're like, oh, you're you're actually pretty cool and you do have a good sense of humor. Like it's, you know, I have. I, I wonder how many people are but... really really puritanical online, but then mm-hmm. actually in person, you know, they're, yeah, they're less so. You know, it's like when everything's committed to text for all eternity, people are going to be like, gotta say only the yeah the orthodoxy, right yeah. But but then at the same time, it's also just like a lot of the people th- what we're seeing is the people who are on Twitter. And then in real life, like a lot of those people aren't really on Twitter, so they don't even know. Right. Yeah. So, so some people get like they, they only hear so much of the, the cultural debate. I mean, we all only do. And so if th- they could be like, uh, you know, 
fuck these people who have these, you know, gender critical thoughts or this, that or the other, but it's like, they haven't actually been paying attention to the baits that are happening. So yeah. they just kind of hear like, they seem mean, they seem like they don't think trans yeah. women are valid. Like whatever uh-huh. that means. It's like, well, you're not actually like engaged, but I mean, that's like, so like last year, um, in the, in the pandemic times, I, I'd never really been on Reddit. Like I just kind of, and, and I, I suddenly got on Reddit and was like exploring around and I wound up finding one of them was like gender critical debates, trans rights activists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, fucking awesome. I love it when people disagree and are having it out. Yeah. And a lot of these people had like Asperger's or something clearly. Cause they were just very candidly being like, here's what I think. Here's what and it's like a lot of 17 year old and people where I'm like, you guys are all like, and there was, I mean, there were people being mean on both sides. Sure. Um, but for a lot of it, it was just like this really rich place where people were having like awesome discussions where we're like, let's talk about sports and nuance, you know? Yeah. And, and then in the great Reddit fucking cleanings, um, that was one of the ones that went away. And I was like, why people yeah. were having a lot of good faith <laughs> debates, like and discussions, that like sucks. Yeah. I had all these conversations saved too. like, right. It's like saves it for you. Oh, or okay. I was going to go back and look and like, like follow up with people. And now it's all like wiped out. So I can't even see the conversations. I can't even like, there's no way for me to find the person I was just in the middle of a conversation with where we were, you know, like, I'm like, guys, not everyone. Like that was fucking crazy. And that, and it was yeah. very, that was very kind of like, I guess, radicalizing. I mean, I don't know if I'm radicalized, but it was illuminating that these yeah. tech companies are going with whatever pressure is coming from certain demographics are the ones that they seem to listen to. more. And they got rid of the D trans subreddit for a while until, pe- yeah. until, until yeah. people were like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you think yeah. trans people are marginalized. Right. Yeah. Our shit. Yeah. 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 But they took down uh, the gender critical debates, trans rights activists. Sadly, I I only heard about that after it was taken down. I was like, damn it. This thing existed all this time. And I I was oblivious to it. Uh, They also took down. Yeah, I was literally there for like two weeks before I was like I was like steeped in it. You know, pandemic like, ooh, Reddit's fun. Like we're having conversations because on Twitter it's you only have so many characters and people get mad quickly or like they were very quickly like maybe we they just people are trolls. People love just being shitty on Twitter where I was like, I'm Reddit, we can have longer conversations like nerd where a bunch of nerds were nerding out about like our idea ideas about gender. And yeah. like I'm in it for two weeks and all of a sudden yep. it's all gone. gone. Yeah, it what sucks. the fuck? Yeah. We're living through crazy times. Okay. So yeah. you so you were thinking about the metoidioplasty, but when you say you are like you're leaving your body intact enough where if the apocalypse goes down and you can't get hormones then my body you, can take care of itself. Your body yeah. can take care of itself. Like, which means basically, cause you didn't have a hysterectomy. Yeah. Did not you have would, a hysterectomy. You would just kind of like soft detransition. Right. A little, yep. you know, if you will. If, 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 yeah. If necessary. Another thing, another <laughs> spot where I'm at is, um, and I, I, I keep trying to avoid this. I'm not sure why I'm talking about it publicly now. So it's like, it's like you can't keep Love taking it. testosterone indefinitely, um, oh, really? without a completely, oh. uh, yeah. Like, um, so, uh, uh, well, we don't, we don't really know. We don't have very long-term studies, right? But typically, uh, continuous uh, testosterone use it wreaks havoc on uh, uh, on on those, you know, the the the, the internal uh, reproductive organs, the natal natal female reproductive. Because males uh, uh, also, like people who were born uh, with penises, were like they also uh, start losing testosterone, start making, producing less testosterone as they get older to some extent. Right. And so some men will even take uh, testosterone because they're like, uh, wanting to still be horny or strong. Um, yeah. and others will take testosterone blockers a little bit cause they don't want to be bald. Um, but, <laughs> but so there's yeah. a natural like kind of, uh, curve to a man's testosterone. So then right. as you were getting older, you could also then kind of like taper off how much testosterone you were taking. And that would be, yeah. But I wouldn't. I would, I would be. I'd be far superior to the other sixty. You just, man, you yeah. Know? You just want to. Like now, who's got the bigger balls? So yeah. Whatever. Yeah, right. I'll win, but I'll die of like, yeah. prostate cancer or whatever it's called at this point. I don't know how it works, but yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's the problem is getting like cervical cancer and things like that. Cervical, so like yeah. you got You got to. Um, but you uh, don't identify your cervix as a prostate. <laughs> <laughs> Because I can see that being being the way we do it. Yeah. (laughs) Trans guys like, I have prostate cancer. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Well, you know. (laughs) Language means nothing. You can just just mix and match it, whatever makes you feel most comfortable. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, 
so yeah, they say you're supposed to get uh, get a hysterectomy within five years. That oh ship yeah, five years ago. So um, oh, so you're late for your <laughs> yeah yeah okay yep, my total histo. So we'll uh, yeah still play playing that one by ear. What means more to me? So yeah. I wonder if anyone's done it on their Twitter bio where they're like he him hysterectomy. That's a fun. <laughs> I don't know. People are always doing pronoun jokes. Yep, anyway, yep. okay. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I identify. Yeah. Clever. Um, I don't know. Okay, so. Why don't you just get the hysterectomy? Because then if you did, that has its own dangers of if you couldn't take test, if you couldn't get your hormones, then you, your body would be even more fucked. Right, right. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind yeah, of a cost yeah, benefit yeah. analysis of the safest. Like it's a little bit of an insurance policy, given that we don't know what will happen on the global, you know, scale or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest, it's something I haven't, I haven't really uh, tackled head on because I'm a little bit, you know, it's one of those things you're kind of like afraid of. And so you're like, yeah, you know, just not I'm think gonna, about it. This will be, I'll just wait till I get cancer. And then I'll write a movie. It's a screenplay about my life. You know, it'll be good. All things happen yeah. for a reason. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other thing is like, you know, we could all die at any moment. We could all die of all kinds right. of stuff. And it is right. just like, Hey, what do you want to do with this life? We are all really kind of little gods on this strange rock hurling <laughs> through space. You get to choose. Yep. What to do to whatever extent you you know you can in your country or whatever, but we get to choose what we want to do and we get to choose our our trade offs. So if yeah. your trade off is like, yeah, I might get cervical cancer, but also if the government changes its mind about a lot of stuff or supply chains break, then I can't get testosterone, then I'll be less fucked than the other boys. Or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. But I mean, do you know all the risks? Because that's something I hear people talk about is, uh, hey, we don't really, this is going to get people cancer. We don't really know. Do you, do we have, do you have any idea of, yeah, like how risky this is to be taking testosterone? No, no, I don't. (laughs) We don't know. And that's another thing is like with the, with the activism is that you can't really look into the downsides of physical, you know, of of transitioning somebody's sex to a, you know, like uh, it, any anything that's that that's kind of like delving into the uh, the the more technical or potentially uh, harmful side of anything yeah. trans related gets gets. I think debuffed, the pharmaceutical right? like, companies are like on the side of the people who don't want that conversation happening, right? Oh, exactly. But, I mean, that's the other cynical point that a lot of us come into with this, where it's like, well, it seems convenient that this ideology leads to a lot more people sucking these pharmaceutical companies dick all day, you know, for the rest of their lives. They have to like take these things. I'm not saying that, you know, we we all take pharmaceuticals for various reasons and that that's like valid, but it's like, well, anything where the pharmaceutical companies are making more money off of something and and, like it's trending in a direction of people being like medicalized for the rest of their lives. I'm going to be a little bit, yeah. uh, Yeah. Skeptical about, how much these people are like, Hey, trans women are women. Okay. And they need to be able (laughs) to pay us lots of money for pills and surgery. Like, okay. (laughs) Hey guys, if you would like to hear the rest of the part of the conversation that is, that we cut off right there, then you would need to go to wrongqo.substack.com where you could subscribe to listen to that portion uh, of this conversation that I otherwise cut out for general listeners. I've switched from Patreon to Substack. Um, so it is wrongqo.substack.com. Uh, I just have learned that Patreon is somewhat limited in what it'll allow you to do, and Substack has more freedom. So we are switching over to wrongqo.substack.com, where you can get bonus episodes from the past as well as the full part of the conversation that got cut off right there between me and Aaron. It is very funny and uh, interesting, but I did not want it to be for general consumption. And you will see why if you subscribe, I think anyway, I don't know. Maybe I just get nervous about what people can handle, but these are weird times. But I hope to see you all on Substack where we can also have conversations together about all of this stuff. Like a lot of um, a lot of uh, uh, trans men, obviously know what it's like to kind of be um, to be uh, to be gawked at, to be like to, to, to feel even if you're not talking about like uh, actual uh, sexual assault or anything, but to be like kind of the um, you know the male gaze, as it were, and just kind of like th- how uncomfortable it feels uh, mm-hmm. to be um, 
on the receiving end of that kind of thing. And men don't, males don't, right? And so they, um, <laughs> that's another thing is uh, like, uh, is interesting to me in this, the whole debates of the bathroom situation is one of these, one of these uh, trans women uh, who was saying, you know, like, the solution is just don't stay like if you see a penis in the uh, the woman's room, my solution is just don't stare at bodies you don't find aesthetically pleasing. The implication there being that you do stare at bodies you find aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. You know, like, no, it's like, yeah, no, the, comfortable. This you know? is about someone feeling dan- in danger, yeah. not like, yeah. oh, I don't want to stare at that. No, I, but, I mean, I think that's exactly. And I think the, the thing about entitlement is that most people who like are entitled aren't really that aware of it. And yeah. you just don't know what you don't know. And so I think that going from the male experience to, and even if you're a trans in your heart, mind, whatever, um, the whole time. And so you had a different experience growing up male as someone who continues to identify as a, a cis male has an experience. Like I get that childhoods are different when you're gender nonconforming and whatnot. Um, but you still have some amount of like being socialized as a son, as a man. Mm-hmm. And so there is a certain amount of like confidence, um, just general entitlement, whatnot that, that they seem to have and to carry with them. And also, I mean, there's just a really big difference when your entire world for many thousands of years and all of recorded history in like most of the cultures that have wound up having um, powerful, quote unquote, successful uh, kingdoms have have been tr- very misogynistic, have not yeah. really thought of women as full humans. We're like help meets or we, you know, just aren't quite as intelligent. We aren't quite as much like, we're not really the agents. We are, um, you know, we're this like sub spe- part of the species. Yeah. So, and, and if I think that there's so much of that, a resource, exactly wombs, um, yeah. someone to stand behind men as they do great things to support them. And so if that's, you know, growing up and hearing all men are created equal, men, 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 when there's something that we're taking in there and everyone is, men and women are taking in there and we're trying to work on that. And a lot of us are on a project that I would call feminism, which in its simplest form is just, we're all full humans, assholes. We are all agents here. Right. Okay. No one is here to be your fucking help We can all help each other, but yeah, we're not, half of us aren't meat. Um, and so, uh, if you then are raised in that culture, even if you then transition to woman, there's a part of me that's like, I don't think you fully know what it's like to be told six ways to Sunday constantly, um, through the great works, through our constitution, through whatever, you know, that, you know, to internalize the misogyny, like, And you don't internalize the massage. I think maybe there's some trans women who do. I kind of hear whatever. But I think for a lot of them I have met, I'm like, you don't seem to have the history of hating yourself the same way. So like they think that they can know what it's like to be a woman because they say they are women. Um, And I'm like, well, I don't still understand what that means to be a woman. But I'm like, I know that I'm female and I know that I was I heard all of that stuff, all of that, like, oh, you know, women and and growing up in a church like that too. Like there's a lot of messaging there where I'm like, well, yeah, you don't really know what it's like to be a female Mm -hmm. to, to bleed, to, to like, yeah, have your worth be considered by most people to be based on your appearance, um, and your, uh, um, your like living embodying of feminine ideals, um, and then you also don't know what it's like, at least because of the way that we, anyone in our general age generations, like anyone, we are all still raised with such misogyny that I'm like, you still weren't socialized in all these ways. So it, it depends on how we mean by woman, but I'm like, but just recognize that because of the timeline that we're born in and because of biology, it's not all the same. You don't, no. you don't know what it's like to be a female, uh, have been born a female and you don't know what it's like to, to them, obviously you do, but you, you don't know what it's like to have been socialized as a daughter in <clears throat> today's general day and age. Yeah, no, yeah. no, they don't. And they, and they obviously uh, claim that they do because they, they're women internally, but, but very much the case is, is they're, they're, uh, enacting and demonstrating the opposite of what they're claiming yes. with that kind of sense of sense of entitlement. Um, and when they're being dicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Entirely. And then, uh, but, 
back to the 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 bathroom thing that another thing came to mind is like there you're talking about resources or are we talking about about um women sort of just being being a represent uh, a representative of a male ideal of 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 what a female is mm-hmm. um is a lot a lot of them are are carrying that male that that male version of what a woman is into their womanhood right right and so so it's very much like a they're they're playing out it's their performative Yes. Right. It's like, it's like, I'm going to be the ultimate version of what I think a woman should be. And it's usually right. a very, very sexist, very misogynistic right. uh, in, in, uh, thing. Um, and also going back to the bathrooms is my computer's about to die too. Um, going back to the bathrooms is the um, uh, so, so much of it for trans women is, is validating the performance is is right. solidifying the performance as a fan it's a tw- like it's a fantasy essentially and if you start asking nuanced questions about who belongs where and why they just want to shut it down because it, it's invalidating that 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 24 7 fantasy of yeah. womanhood um right for trans men it, for most trans men it's not like it, it it's not a we don't live in a denial uh, that that way yeah right I, yeah for sure yeah get, one second here we're gonna have to like in this pretty soon and just like we might have to have a five-part conversation dude (laughs) yeah i've gotten through Uh, one and a half questions it's still we haven't really made any progress but in in a good way uh like i said i mean we uh you could just be a returning guest if you want to because i can talk to you forever yeah (laughs) um but wait what were we just talking about uh, we were talking about uh, uh, MTF entitlement. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, trans men, there does seem to be, well, my ex notwithstanding, who wanted me to think <laughs> of him as, as exactly the same as a cis man. But in other ways, he realized I, he didn't. Um, I, have a, I have an ex who insisted that uh, that uh, his genitalia was male genitalia right. because he identified as, I was like, that's what? that's when I was like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> okay it's it's like, on. yeah, but that's just like, I guess if we want to redefine the word male, then we can do that oh, to incorporate that. But it's like, <laughs> I don't can't because yeah. it was for a minute. It was like, okay, man and woman are gender terms and male and female are sex terms. And we could all speak like kind of honestly and forthrightly yeah. about it. But that lasted yeah. for about a year before some trans women got their feelings hurt. And we're like, no, I'm female. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, well, what does it mean then? You already, we already said you were a woman. Can we not use two different? They're like, well, it's just rude to do. Well, at first, it was just rude to do it, like rude to bring up the words male and female, yeah. biologically female, biologically male. That just hurt people's feelings. And then it was that that lasted for about three months before they were like, actually, we are biologically female, or vice versa. You can't like, you can't splinter the fantasy. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I, that that does seem to be a little bit more true. We're more trans men are, and again, because I think there's also the incentive for y'all to be like, hey, hey, hey. We're men, but we're not cis men. We're not. I'm not one of the patriarchal people. You know, hey, hey I'm I'm one of the good ones. You know. Yeah. Um. Whereas yeah. for the trans women, they're like, we're not really men. We don't yeah, really have true. the entitlement and the privilege. No, we don't have privilege. We're women, 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 and the most yeah. oppressed women. And you're like, yeah. well, let's just. Can we just like be honest about how, in some ways, you're more oppressed in certain contexts, and in other ways, you have male privilege because it it is, and and some of that might have felt shitty to you, and other in some ways, but some trans women don't even have as much shitty feeling toward their fathers and how they used to treat them like sons because they had great childhoods that were pretty yeah. sick and like, yeah. they should be grateful that they have a bunch of skills and things. Whereas my parents were like, Oh, we'll teach the boys how to do stuff. And the girls, I guess not. I guess they just, <laughs> just get married and be teachers. You know? So no need to teach them how to change oil or right. <laughs> clean the pool or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm just like, I just want everyone to be more honest about whatever yeah. their privileges are I think if yep. we're going to talk about check your privilege, which I would always just amend to contemplate your privilege, um, let's contemplate your privileges. Like we all have an intersection of both privileges and you know oppressions and whatever. And like let's just be honest about those instead of being like, well, in the intersectional math that we're doing today, trans women are at the bottom, and especially if you know, like I'm like, well, no. Yeah. You're also born dudes. So depending on how that went for you, now it's possible you had a father who beat you every day because you were being a faggot. You know, like if that's the case, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, probably you're like more oppressed than me who, like, yeah, even though I was Mormon, like my parents were like, let's just talk about it a lot instead of right. 
two by four is coming out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so we were talking, <laughs> where were we going? Oh, so the, the trans men. Yeah. And I think trans men just don't, yeah, they don't have as much of a desire. It's almost like you're just trying to go to the re- men's restroom, get in and out of there, you know? Yeah. Whereas, uh, some trans women and not all, but some trans women, it's more, it's more of a possibility of affirmation for them because it's like, Ooh, I get to do my makeup in the mirror. And like so much of, like you say, their idea of being a woman is about quote unquote femininity or is about some kind of like story or version of woman that they have in their minds. And a lot of that is just like not at all inherent to what being a female person really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can tell like people like me, I think are useful for that. Cause you're like, well, I'm female and yeah. this is what I'm like. So yeah. there's a lot of this woman stuff that doesn't apply to me. Some of yeah. it does sometimes, but a lot of it doesn't. So like, it's just a good, I'm a good, like kind of variable test a little bit. We're controlling for some of the variables here. So what is key to being a woman? And like, for me, I have just gotten rid of a lot of stuff that society prescribes and proscribes for women. Um, But for trans women, there is a lot of it that seems to be, like you say, somewhat performative. And I think that's what Judith Butler was saying anyway. These people, you know, most of these people just like, you know, want, love her so much, but or them, didn't she like come out as, the, I don't even, oh, know. I don't know. She lay her live. I don't know. <laughs> but I, because what they said is like being a woman is a performance and, and, and so, you know, really trying to break that down. And so these trans women have taken that on. I think she said gender is a performance. Or, yeah. All gender, right. Is a oh yeah. 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 Which it's like kind of yes and kind of no. And so if you think that all gender is a performance, then it does make sense to like perform, I guess, whatever version of woman you have in mind. Um, but then for some of us, it's like, well, it's not, that's fine. But being female isn't a performance. Right. I was going to say, I was going to say gender could be, a I'm just fucking sure, bleeding. Sex is still real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Well, so transition timeline wise, just to, just so that we've done fully two questions before they come out of this, is that pretty much what you would call your transition timeline? Um, leading up to 2014, where you have your, your top surgery and that's pretty much where you've kept it. And how, oh, how much testosterone are you taking? Uh, I take, um, I don't know what the exact measurement is. Um, do you not, how do you people not know? I don't know. I I see where it is in the vial and I do it, you know, like if I do it once a week, then it's half, If I do it every two weeks then it's the full vial. It's like 0.5 cc's. 5.5 weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Weekly. Yeah. That's what my ex was doing. Yeah. That seems. Yeah. So you did. Yeah. I was on uh, the, well, the first six years though, I was on half the, because everybody I knew was on that 0.5 cc's dose. Um, I was on half of that when I started, uh, because apparently my, my natural testosterone was already very high for yeah. uh, another thing that fed the, Oh, I'm intersex uh, yeah. narrative. I told myself is because my um, I was, I was in the mid range or the like lower mid range of regular male testosterone levels um, on just half Damn. on just 0.25 yeah. cc's. Yeah. Um, and then that apparently dropped, I think probably because my body stopped making my own testosterone when I was injecting it. Um, oh yeah, but, that'll happen. That's yeah. like, if you eat fake sugars all the time, then your body will learn to stop revving up its metabolic response. Uh, this is what I've heard anyway. Okay. So that you okay. wind up getting fatter if you drink diet Coke and stuff, because <laughs> you, your body doesn't, your body doesn't know the difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it's, if, it's like, if you give you, if you start giving your body something, then it will stop bothering to yep. produce it itself. That's interesting. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. Well, like, and there's also uh, this gay dude who's, he's saying he, um, uh, uh, what was it called doping or whatever, where he also injects testosterone, uh, but has to be very careful about it because his body will stop, uh, stop yeah. making its own, you know, it's like, that's, yeah, it's, it's kind of scary to fuck with. Yeah. You um, downregulate and stuff. That's wild. Kind of yep, like yep. just with anything, you can't be taking Molly that often either. You won't have any yeah. serotonin to produce. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Can't um, use it all at once. Um, so, uh, yeah. And then just, just in 2018, I think it was early 2018, I was switched to the full 0.5 cc's. Um, mm-hmm. yep. And that's where I'm at. And yeah. so you're taking steroids yep, <laughs> and, yep. and mm-hmm. how, I mean, I guess we will have to save that for next time, but like, I can't wait to ask you all about how testosterone has changed your life. That's okay. It's fucking cool. wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. on the it's whole thing we do. Is it, is it, is it something where you're just like, 
Do you, do you like the days where you take the shot? No, no. I mean, I mean, sometimes, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm really bad at it now too. It's like, you know, very, uh, oh man. Um, someone picked my horn. Um, uh, I'm very bad at keeping up with it. Um, mm-hmm. like I will be like, uh, you know, you know, I've still got fucking, you know, a uterus right. or whatever. Like, <laughs> like, no, like, I mean, like, I'll just, uh, it's kind of like, uh, I used to be really regimented about it. Right. But you know, a decade later, it's kind of like, Oh, if I skip it this week, who cares? Or I'll just yeah. double up next time or I'll, but no, it's more like, it's more like a chore. Um, yeah. I feel like about, you know, about three or four days after I start wanting to work out more and I'm hornier, but like, it's not, um, uh, it doesn't really have, I don't, I don't, a lot of people are like, Oh, if I miss my shot, then I'm just depressed. And t-. like, I, I've never noticed it, like a gotcha. fluctuation of my mood or anything. I do know where I feel a little bit like pumped up, like, Oh, I want to do a pull up or, you know, like, yeah. like that. But that's three and, or four days after the shot. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, that's my other thing is like, hey, uh, just with men in general, whether trans or cis or whatever, like a lot of y'all could calm down on the testosterone as it is. Do we really need to be bringing everyone, you know, like, what if we just bring trans men up a little and bring most men down <laughs> a little cut, cut one ball off of all yeah. the cis men? They don't need it. Well, like when, that's what you were, you were when with the sports debate. It's like, I think this is what I was like. All right. She's, she's, she's pretty cool. When you're talking about the, um, you know, like. FTMs are on performance enhancing drugs and oh. MTFs are on performance diminishing drugs. So yeah. let's just let's have them compete. That, that, that solves the problem. You know? That's right I'm there. like, let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's one of my jokes that I, I really like doing is where I'm like, I don't know if it's fair for trans women to play against vagina people, but I do know it's just like more interesting if we had a third league where y'all were made to compete yep. against each other. Yep. Yep. We don't really even know who would win. Very short men. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> we don't know which of y'all would win. Yeah. It could be different yeah. for different sports. It could be wild. Yeah. Like, that's the Olympics. And it could also <laughs> be the test about whether or not, you know, trans women should be in. And uh, well, you know, I guess it wouldn't. But yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to get into that because I do have some ideas for sports that I'll run by okay. you. But um, this cool. was a lot of fun. Let's keep yeah. trying to schedule more because I have 12 more questions for you. <laughs> so. Cool. So we'll just need six more episodes. <laughs> Minimum. Because there might I might develop new questions right, throughout yeah. this time. Um, but all right. Thanks so much, awesome. Aaron. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for finishing the episode with me. Please uh, rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you can. I mean, if even if you don't use Apple Podcasts, if you wanted to go and just get me a quick rating on there, that helps so much. And anyone who wants to take the time to write me a review, that's still just one of the best, uh, most efficient ways to use your time if you want to uh, help support this podcast. Um, uh, and you can find Aaron's work at aaronterrell.substack.com. So you can do that. Also, just tell a friend about this podcast, share it on social media in some way if you want to, and that's not going to cause a kerfuffle. I don't know. I mean, maybe we should cause kerfuffles, but like the right kind of kerfuffles. Anyway, uh, if you live in Austin or are here this weekend on October 22nd, I am co-hosting my Backyard Slut Show. And if you want information on that comedy show, go and follow Backyard Sluts on Instagram. Is there anything else I need to say? Oh, uh, well, wrong Q, wait, W, Q, no, wrong Q, wrong Q, O, wrong Q, O, com is the new Patreon type thing. It's like, I'm just saying Patreon the way we use the word Band-Aid. Like it's not, I'm not using Patreon as my Patreon thing, but Substack will be my new Patreon thing. So yeah, wrong Q, O, if you want to support me, or you can always just send me money on Venmo at Gay Ariel. A-R-I-E-L-L-E, regular gay. And I've got exciting stuff coming up for y'all. Uh, talking to a sex worker later this week. Still have a bunch of backlogged conversations that were awesome um, and a lot more scheduled. So if you want to reach out to me about anything that we said here, then <laughs> subscribe to my Substack, bitch. No, but also uh, you can. You can contact me on Instagram at ellendegenderless.com. The more I engage with these questions, the more I'm finding that sometimes I might have to disappear on you for a while because uh, for just a few days, you know, just I I can't respond to every message every day. Um, I get into too many of them and some of them really require me to to stop and like articulate my thoughts, especially around sensitive subjects. So 
at least for now, I do still respond to just about everything that comes in. I mean, if it's like a reasonable thing in any way, but uh, just so you know, if I, I, I have to come and go even to my closest loved ones. Uh, I just come and go sometimes with any form of text, email, messenger systems. So there's that. Okay. Love you. Bye.